Simply Abundant, Intuitive Hour. For overthinkers who are finally ready to move from their heads to their hearts for more connected relationships and a fulfilling life. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Woo! Here we are at number 384, and uh, this one. Here's a belief, there's a belief, everywhere there's a belief, a belief, a belief, a belief, a belief, right? A belief, 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 a belief. I just wanted to keep repeating the word belief over and over. Alrighty, so I'm going to start off with my own personal information here because sometimes I like to change up this podcast a little bit, and so my intro is a little bit different than normal, and I've been trying different things because I want to make sure that I don't get bored when I'm saying the podcast as far as the format goes. So anyways, yeah, I'm going to start off with a little bit of personal information. So, and I I mean, my journey was one after getting divorced that I focused on what I did not have and how it meant my whole focus was either on love or money. This was years. Okay, people, years. And this even applied with my kids. I love them and I struggled with how they saw me and if I was worthy, which is also what I focused on everywhere else in my life with every relationship I had, right? And the whole money factor. And it took me years to actually work through a lot of these negative beliefs that I had and the patterns that supported them and the stories when it came to love and when it came to money. So through the love and money struggles, I was working on a relationship with myself. And that took years because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. As you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I had no clue. No clue what was happening here. So I was, but at the time, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, I'd wake up every day and just these struggles around love and money were what I focused on over and over and trying to build a bridge to myself to show myself some love. So I'm starting off saying this because most of us have an area or two of our lives where we tend to feel the most bothered by the circumstances as they exist, like mine was, right? Love and money. And what we end up doing is we'll focus on these one or two areas where we have these negative core beliefs and we, we spend a lot of our time there. It's where you're not happy, accompanied with maybe feeling angry or resentful about a situation or depressed about it, maybe even helpless, um, sick of it being repetitious. Why can't this get better? I don't understand. I'm doing what I can and it just looks like shit. So other things in your life might bother you. Okay, they're not as, let's say, extreme, like with, um, you know, my example of me, love and money, but yours might not be, maybe it is or it isn't, but then there's other things that'll crop up, right? Like, it might bother you that you have a lack of exercise or too much exercise or your weight or your diet or where you live or that you have or haven't traveled, but most people have most problems around love, money, and health. That's just where most problems are that people focus on. And those are the core issues built in fear that are supplied as a lifeline, like pumping up those negative beliefs. Let's just keep pumping them up. Let's look for the problems that are associated with them. So when you're always focusing a lot of your energy on trying to change into what you think you need to be to have what you want, you're not looking at the other areas. If I can just do this right, then everything will be easier. Well, when is that day? And what will, you know, stop this pattern of acting, right? Is it going to? Probably not. And probably not in other areas. Oh, and by the way, when I say change into what you think you need to be, 
most of the time it's not about becoming who you are. It's that you feel like who you are isn't okay, right? Oh, I'm going to be this person instead. I'm not going to be who I am. You know, that's what we really, uh, you know, associate with. And it's so funny because we are our own worst enemies, aren't we? I think we are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was. Shit. So you work on trying to fix this area. Let's say it's love or money at this point, right? Or like I said, it could be health. Uh, and everything else is secondary. If I had the best relationship, everything would be fine. If I'm making enough money, everything will be fine. And so on. And it's like constant trying to fix something with the same thoughts every day because it's still coming from your negative belief system. Not that your whole belief system's negative, but these issues are, right? So you say those things and you focus on the belief that it is what is true. You know, you feed the fear. And so let's say that you start doing this kind of work that I talk about in my podcast, you know, uh, about breaking down your patterns and your beliefs in certain areas of your life and things change on the outside and you're feeling kind of groovy about those things and that's great, yay, and you feel like you somewhat deserve good, but are you sabotaging other areas of your life or are you waiting for the shoe to drop or do you just seem to have been blind to what you now see as a huge issue? Now, the issue comes back to what beliefs are still there in other parts of your life. Notice it. Notice that thread of whatever you have that's work, you know, where you're working your ass off to change, and it's still lurking around in other parts of your life. And it's funny. I'm going to give you an example, but it just made me think of a session I did with a client earlier, and we were talking about this. I already wrote this outline before her and I even talked, but it's really interesting because she was saying how she was, you know, her, her struggles before. And it was, it was just funny because she doesn't feel like she deserved good because she's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like she has to suffer to have money. She has to suffer to have love because that is what she was raised with, right? Like her parents' relationship around love and money was so fucked up and so here she is wondering why she has to feel bad or feel guilty or feel shitty when it's just the belief, right? So, you know, she started working on this and then it was, well, what else should I be working on? Because I have these beliefs and they're in other parts of my life. So anyways, it was just really, it was just interesting because I'm talking about this topic now. It made me think of it. All right. So the example is, I focused on love and money for years, and then when they were no longer beliefs I needed to really work on, it came to my anxiety around my health, okay? Which, <laughs> yep, I sure as hell did. It, you know, the anxiety I had around my health, the worry in my head that now that everything else was good, I was going to die. By the way, when it came to my health, it was about choosing from fear. I recognized that my health choices came from the fear of something bad happening to me, and I wanted to instead have beliefs that I'm okay, and that if I'm going to do things health-wise, it's because I enjoy it, and because I feel that if something if, that it that it is something I get pleasure from, instead of freaking out that I could have a heart attack tomorrow for no reason. Okay, just because I wanted to add that in, but the, the truth is, I didn't pay attention to my health really 
when I was focused on love and money. And so the health belief also related back to something bad was going to happen to me because, well, why did I deserve good? Just like I was talking about with my client right now. Still having a negative belief around my level of deserving good health. And then I worked through breaking down not just the feeling of deserving, but other beliefs along with it. And somewhere later, when it came to health, it was that I noticed the whole relationship I had with diet. Okay? So, anyways, the work continued. So these beliefs will exist in different areas until you address them. You have to be aware of how these things play in your life and give you a sense of dis-ease. You want to be aware and not so hyper-focused on one area. It's in all areas. And really quick, it's so important to recognize because these beliefs exist, right? And I always say to people, you can shift beliefs. You cannot change a belief fully until you know it in all parts of your life because it's just going to come up in different places. Scarcity is scarcity, okay? So if you work on it just in the love area, well, I guarantee there's something around your, your financial beliefs that you have scarcity too. And then you might have scarcity in how you treat yourself, you know, when it comes to maybe you won't join a gym, maybe you, you know, and you really want to, but you say, no, I'm not going to do that because it's too much money. And then you say, I'm just going to, you know, do the opposite or, or what have you. So anyways, um, that's, that's what you really need to look at is how these things are connected to your negative beliefs in all the different ways it runs rampant in your life. Call to action. Here we go. Focus on deserving good, what stands in the way, and breaking those patterns to shift your beliefs in all parts of your life. So I'm going to share a story about me because this became very clear around food and love and money and everything because I think it's just an example of how consumed you can be with a belief. And the deal is that, you know, this is how our lives are small, right? If I just focus on this, fixing this here, it's all fine, but that's not how it works. So anyway, I mentioned this about a month ago or so on Facebook, and I heard the voice that I had not in a long time, and it was saying some kind of shitty things in my head. I was like, oh, I haven't heard from this asshole in a long time. You know, my old inner critic, right? (laughs) And so when it came to my body and my weight, and it was familiar in the sense of I used to hear it when it came to being single or not being able to earn a living or whatever bullshit, okay? So I noticed it because I had been seeing my weight. I've been intermittent fasting for the last year, and I thought I found, like, the gold standard for myself. And so, but to be honest, I don't think I really was recognizing some of what I was going through with the intermittent fasting as far as how he was feeling about it, right? So anyways, what was happening was I was starting to gain weight. And I don't know how much because I didn't weigh myself, but I could just tell because of how my clothes were fitting. And a big part of me was going, I'm not going to keep dieting. This is bullshit. You know what? I was at this point before, but this time I didn't want to just go, okay, fuck it. Because I have learned some good habits around you know, how I eat and all of that, right? And that's not really even the point. The point is that it was familiar in feeling how I was feeling about myself, right? That there was some shame there as though I hadn't done this right, as though I had fucked up. 
you know, that maybe I was overeating in my one meal I ate a day because that's what I was doing. I was doing one meal a day. And, you know, and for the most part, it worked for me um, as a lifestyle. Unless I had other things come up, then it would be a pain in the ass. But I had convinced myself, oh, my God, this is how I'm going to do this the rest of my life, blah, blah, blah. And anyways, but it was the feelings I was experiencing and the, the thoughts. And I'm going, what the fuck? I was feeling, you know, for a brief moment, I felt that sense of desperation. And I go, oh, my God. Wow, this is old shit. But I didn't stay there. And unlike in the past, where something like this could kick my ass for a long time, this is more of an awareness to the entire thing. That's the benefit of doing this work is that you don't stay there even when you discover these beliefs in other areas of your life. It was just a matter of, wow, still there, old feelings, you know, from when I was younger about how I could not get it together with weight and so on. And I realized I was overeating and I had scarcity issues around food still because, you know, I was fasting every day. Hello. And when it was time to eat, I was off to the races, right? I'd be starving like, oh, my God, I got to eat. Like I wasn't going to get food again because, hey, I wasn't going to get food again that day. So, I mean, fasting every day will do that, right? So I realized so many things that were related to old beliefs that I had, and at the same time, I vowed to being more present with my food choices. Treating that part of my life like I treat my love relationships, like I treat money, okay? Like, this is what is really awesome, is that I am bringing the same sort of ability to break patterns and change my beliefs in this part of my life. Now, Had I been more balanced when I was younger and realizing, hey, this is kind of a belief, the scarcity belief in that you can't trust yourself and you can't trust your body, that would have gone along with everything else where I didn't trust myself, right? And too bad I couldn't have had a clue about it. But like I said before, we tend to get so focused on one or two areas of our life that we don't notice. So anyway, for me, uh, I had a bunch of rules And I still would hear some of the rules that I didn't trust myself to eat like a normal person. And they were someone else's rules about food and what I was supposed to do. And I'd never trusted myself since I was a teenager because I was super skinny as a kid. You know, um, I did not have a weight problem. You know, you become a teenager in the United States and all of a sudden it's just like a fucking issue. You know, oh, everybody's got a diet. Not everybody, but most of us, right? So anyway... So I had all these fucked up ideas still around food. I was going, oh, my God, Tracy, you know, this is this isn't working. So I decided to break these rules, which is what I've been doing. And it was funny because when I decided to, I was really, you know, like, God, what am I going to do? I don't want to keep doing this. This is ridiculous. It's not working. I'm gaining weight anyways. What is this telling me? It's telling me that by the time I eat, I'm starving to death and I just shovel food in. Well, I don't want to do that. So. I happened to be at this conference with my husband and and everybody was having lunch and I was sitting there and I wasn't going to eat until dinner because that's what I would do or, you know, I'd eat lunch normally, but not when I knew I was going to eat dinner. And I'm talking to this woman and uh, she's like, why aren't you eating? And I told her and she's like, oh, wow. She goes, I used to diet, you know, when I was younger. And she goes and she called herself pudgy. She goes, I was pudgy. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm listening to her and she goes yeah I don't diet anymore and she's like real thin like real thin and uh, I realized how on the one hand I knew this unless it's a lifestyle which meant I had you know which meant am I living a lifestyle no I'm living in deprivation because I'm feeling deprived while everybody's eating around me and I'm hungry right 
And, you know, and I went, wow, oh my God, you stopped dieting and your weight normalized. Well, that's a fucking idea. And anyways, so she just eats when she's hungry and she stops when she's satisfied, right? What a concept. So, but this isn't about that. You know, this isn't, I'm just giving you the story because it was really about the rules I still had and how when you have a lot of rules, it's not really a lifestyle you're living, whether it's your love life or your money life or your food life or your health life or any of it. You know, it's not a lifestyle unless you don't have fucking rules. Otherwise, your lifestyle is a bunch of rules. Think about that. Like, to me, a lifestyle is what I naturally do that feels good, that I trust myself in, that I'm connected to myself. And I was not connected when it came to food at all, overthinking it all the fucking time. So, but I didn't realize it because it was like background noise for a long time. And then now that, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting and before that I was plant-based, like I was caught up in those things, but I wasn't thinking about it from being rule-based. I was just thinking I was doing a healthy thing, even though it was really coming from fear, okay? Fear of, you know, gaining weight, fear of having a heart attack, fear of whatever. So... I wanted to learn how to trust myself, just like I've learned to trust myself when it came to be emotionally available, when it came to love, when it came to dating, when it came to all the shit that I would beat myself up with. I wanted to trust that a hunger single, a hug, hunger signal wasn't there to fuck me over and that I had to accept where I was and not another diet for me out of fear. So the belief underneath it was I didn't deserve Okay, that my body was not on my team and I, I, I was not deserving. Like I had to somehow struggle because, you know, who could eat like a normal person and maintain their weight? Hello. Well, I couldn't. I have to work harder. So it was it was weird because I noticed the belief and how it was like this whole sabotage thing as though, oh, my body wants to sabotage me and it wants me to be heavy because... That's how I, you know, I, I only deserve that after working so hard to not be heavier and blah, 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 right? It's a story. So, of course, it was nothing I could address in the old days because I was so engulfed in my old love money story that there was no way I could start digging into my deeper shit. Like, where was this crap coming from that was still tied to how I was eating, of all things, right? The pleasure, taking the pleasure away. So... The deal is, of course, you know, having these beliefs are going to run rampant until you start to have awareness of what's happening inside of you. So what's my happy ending? Well, it's been a fascinating journey because the feelings have changed dramatically in a very short time because, of course, I've been doing this work for a long time, right? So the trust I have with myself is huge and the belief in this area has been turned on its head. It has become fun and even when challenged by hearing something inside, I sit with it and I see how I'm going to break it with awareness. You know, food is pleasure and I want it to be pleasurable, not that I need to stuff myself, um, you know, and, and it's really become this really fascinating, fun adventure. Just like dating was when I started really breaking through those beliefs, it was the same thing, and it's been the same thing, and that is part of the fun. All right, call to action again. Focus on deserving good, what stands in the way, and breaking those patterns to shift your beliefs in all parts of your life, right? Yeah. Why is this important? Well, being dragged down by fearful beliefs keeps you in the same patterns as struggling against them. It's a fucking pattern. Struggle, struggle, struggle. Pattern, pattern, pattern. It has to do, I'm, I'm sorry, it is to have awareness and challenge these beliefs and patterns and 
the way you do that is by breaking the patterns, by taking emotionally risky action, right? But hey, I know what you're thinking. It's impossible to get rid of these beliefs. I prefer life to cooperate and everything will at some point finally be given to me. So I'll be okay. Yeah, because that works. All right. So some of us believe that bullshit. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's impossible to get rid of these beliefs. Fuck it. I'm just the way I am. And well, that's not true. But life, we know that doesn't work that way, and I'm not interested in spending my life in misery. My life is meant to feel good and be good, not someday, but today. And I do not believe you are either. Otherwise, why the fuck would you be listening, right? (laughs) You're listening because you're going, yeah, I want to feel good. Hello? I know, right? We all do. We really do. That's the kicker. So we want to stop doing shit that makes us feel bad. All right. Three tips. Number one, check out that inner critic when you're driving along. Is it talking to you about some rule you have broken or one you should make for yourself? I'm never going to do that again. I will never or always do this. And so on. Yeah, those absolutes, my friend, are your inner critic. Yep, that inner asshole that just has an opinion. Yeah, that doesn't shut up sometimes. But like I said... I don't really hear mine. You know, I started hearing it again because, oh, I didn't have this under control. Oh, I didn't realize I was trying to control something. Oops. Right? All right. That's usually how you find it, by the way. All right. So, number two, when you hear the absolutes or the criticism, ask what you fear you do not deserve and get to the why. I do not deserve to have a healthy body unless I was starving myself or whatever, as an example. Number three, when you have the why, look at where you can take a stand for yourself with yourself. What scares the shit out of you? For me, it was to eat more often than once a day, every day. Yeah, that's really silly, right? Not really. Because I was breaking some rules and so much more to have, you know, to love whatever was coming my way when it came to the food and body relationship. That's what was mattering to me. Because again, I like living a life of emotional freedom personally. Call to action. Focus on deserving good what stands in the way, and breaking those patterns to shift your beliefs in all parts of your life. You have a universal right. You have the right to hide out, avoid your beliefs, and keep the pain constant. Or you can have them front and center, accept them, and see where you can break the attached, fearful patterns. I got two podcasts for you. I don't have numbers for them, sorry. How Rules Rob You of Happiness and Journey of Attachment Why You Don't Trust. You can just pop those into Google and it'll find you it on many different platforms. Um, I know that the podcast is on a few different platforms. So anyways, enjoy. And uh, hey, you have a topic, you have questions, you can send them to podcast at tracycrossley.com. And I might just answer it on my Facebook Live, which is every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time, and that's on my Facebook page. And um, also, I don't even know when this is going to happen, but we're going to start doing an Instagram Live. We're going to test it. Okay, it's a test. And I'll coach somebody live and make it part of the podcast, like do a podcast that that's the podcast. So, um, yeah, that's what we're considering doing because... We like to change things up a little bit here. And of course, I have plenty of tools to help you. And um, I really do believe that, yes, you can do all this work on your own by listening to the podcast, but you can accomplish so much more by getting help. So if you don't have any help in doing that, you know, you can email me 
You can look at my website and see the things that I have to offer, but I have plenty of things to offer to help you to get to the next level of growth and happiness and well-being. All right, you guys, take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. To find out more about Tracy and her podcast, visit tracycrossley.com. That's where you can sign up for her newsletter or a discovery session. The website again is tracycrossley.com.